0: You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly, visit us online www.betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com Welcome back, listener, to episode 103 of the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. Guys, I can't believe it. I just did it again. You know that one thing I always do? That welcome
1: back. I say welcome back
0: to the episode that you're currently listening to. You can't be welcomed back to the episode that's... yeah, you're uh, welcome back to the podcast. If you listener if you thought that I was I was out of it, I got pulled right back in, but um mm. <laughs> everything has its meaning, I suppose. But listener, speaking of things having a meaning, I always try to remind you at some point in the episode to like and subscribe to the Better Than Fiction Bio podcast. Lately, and by lately I mean like the past 20 episodes, I've been putting it at the end, which doesn't really help anybody. Because if you've listened, if you're listening all the way to the end, statistically speaking, according to our metrics, you are one of the few who is listening to the entire episode in, you know, in its, you know, completion. So to you, listener who is maybe not subscribed to the podcast, I'm giving you this opportunity. Hit the check mark on Spotify, hit the plus on Apple Podcasts, the heart on Google and whatever else that looks like on your third party platform of choice. And speaking of our third-party platform people, there is a mere four episodes remaining until you may be mysteriously unsubscribed from the podcast. There's a little back-end work we have to do where we're changing how the podcast gets uh, put out. And depending on the third-party platform you listen to, it may or may not unsubscribe you. So be on the lookout for this. So there's four episodes left. So after this one, one, two, three, four, just make sure you check. That way you're getting a notification every Tuesday morning. As um, we continue to go through the biblical narrative. Of course, when Gandalf, now, says, all...
2: when
1: Gandalf says we, he means him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, with all that being said, what are we going to do today, fellas? Well, before we do that, I want to say just a couple of quick things is we want to continue to celebrate all of our listeners and uh, for leaving us those uh, star reviews on Spotify, Ooh. also on uh, Apple podcast, y'all, that helps so much. And, uh, also, uh, we read one of the reviews last not a review, but one of the messages sent in from our website, betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com, and uh, always great hearing from you all. Um, it's always encouraging to hear anything, and uh, overwhelmingly what we hear from you is encouraging, and that certainly flips our spirits. Uh, but also, one of the things that we're going to do going forward is occasionally we have a recording session where... um not all of us can be there. It, it just it just works that way. So we're going to start to use those episodes as filler episodes. So if you have a question that uh, you would like us to address in future episodes that maybe aren't anywhere close to Genesis, and you want us to go ahead and talk about it, uh, feel free to send us a, a message uh, on better than at better than fictional Bible podcast, uh dot com. And speaking of, here's a recent message that we got is another encouraging one. This is from Susie, uh, and she calls this starting at the beginning. And Susie, by the way, is from the, uh, the smallest category of listenership that we have, which is the 28 to 34 female uh, listener base. Uh, we uh, don't have many listeners in that category, and she hails from that category. So welcome, Susie, and thank you. She says, my kids and I just started reading the Bible through, and I wanted to find a podcast that would help me study the Bible. I've grown up a Christian, and I know the Bible, and I was looking for something deeper than basic, a basic study. This is definitely it. Oh, well, amen. I really appreciate all the insight that you guys give. I'm learning so much. I have started at the beginning, a week ago, and I'm only on episode 16. I plan to be caught up as soon as possible. I love your teachings and your humorous analogies to modern-day movies, books, and characters. I really like the analysis of the Hebrew words and the verses. That is something I did not know before. And I also see the verses in a different light once I know the Hebrew word that is being used. Thank you for starting this podcast. And I also look forward to listening to the next episodes. Susie, that is awesome. And whenever you actually do get to episode 103, hopefully you get there. Uh, We're glad that you're (laughs) a part. Don't so, stop. So do don't think, stop do believing, Susie. Susie.
0: Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> and her kids. So, so who will, uh, who, who will, who will finish listening first? Will it be Haley or will it be Susie? Uh, like, will su- just- oh, Susie <laughs> will definitely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> As a reminder, <laughs> listenership, uh, Haley is Nathan's wife. So, mom, uh, I'm not I'm a betting it. man, but if I were, my money <laughs> would be on Susie. <laughs>
2: Uh, uh, Hey, Matt, can I ask a question? And this is not politically correct for the show, but I'm going to say, okay, so do you have my
0: hand is on the cut button as we speak?
2: No, no, it's not a cut thing. And this is, I mean, this is real talk though. Um, So Matt, you're, you're a pastor as well. Mm -hmm. And so hypothetically, once in a blue moon, do you ever have someone in your church family come up to you and say, Hey, Pastor Matt, I either read this or I listened to this or I heard this. And you like, you feel an off the wall Bible interpretation uh, question, like, hey, I heard this was said, or does this mean this? And maybe we need to pray. Maybe, maybe we need to pray for Susie's pastor. You know, like if she's listening to the Better Than Picture, he's going to be hit with some weird stuff, is what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When she gets to the Ham trilogy, man, he better watch out. Her pastor is not ready for that. Yeah. Susie, uh,
1: you may never get to this episode because we may be dismissed as heretics before you get there. But anyway, we are glad. We're glad trying our best not to, though. Yes, we're trying not to be burned at the stake. Um, holding out as long as we can since twenty twenty. <laughs> well, hey, we do want to move forward in the text, but it's only inches. This, like we're not going far. This is uh, so. We just came off of Thanksgiving, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. We
2: we were comparing. By the way, we were, right before we started recording. Uh. We were comparing our relationships with our siblings. Uh, Matt was like, uh, "Well,
1: just because you just got a friend request from my sister because she's yeah. cool. my sister uh, Emily
2: Powell, the one and only. That's right. And uh, and Matt was like showing me an epic uh, Chick Fil A rap that she did, which is really good. Emily, kudos, well done. And that comes from the guy who sings in the episode, so that should that should mean something.
1: Um, also, well, just as a reminder, Emily." is one that helped us make the jingle at the beginning of the podcast. She helped me write that. Yes. If oh. it wasn't
0: for her, it would be bad because the the first version we had was actually bad. And she, she had the guts to tell us to our faces. Yeah, she's yeah, my sister. Was. She was
1: like, Matt, that's horrible. So yeah, this, She was like, this is terrible. She said, yeah. So um, thanks. Thanks. Andy. But anyway. And
2: she is a faithful listener. And she made a good Chick-fil-A rap video. I want to bring it back to that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Matt's like, oh, my sister made this cool video. And I was like, oh, my brother ragged me about how slow we go on the podcast. Like, so so Ben, Ben's like, uh, I thought y'all would never he's like Lot got out of Sodom and Gomorrah faster than y'all did. Um uh, <laughs> like oh, lot, funny. lot lot, lingered. Y'all built a y'all built a house inside the city wall. Um <laughs> Even if there's only five listeners. There it, to be. there it is. There it is. Um, but anyway, so since we're slowing down and covering like one whole verse, I want to lovingly dedicate this episode to my baby brother, Benjamin. Um, uh, ben
1: Van Horn, this one's for you. Yeah, I love it. So I don't know. Well, I, I, I knew it was it's... too
0: good to be true. We, ha- we had an entire episode where it was like just one entire chapter in a single episode. So I knew we had to get back to the the uh,
1: inching forward at some point. So So here's the bad news. Today's episode is going to come from one word. One word. I guess Ooh. we could expand it to one verse, but it's really only one word. And it's probably not the word that most of us are thinking about when you even read the verse. I'll go ahead and read the verse. It's only one verse. I'll volunteer my, my services here. And it's Genesis 21 and verse number four. As says, always from, from the, the ESV. ESV. That's where right. you go. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God commanded him. All right. That's it. That's all we got today. Now, if you were in church and all I said was, hey, we're going to focus on one word today. Like Gandalf, hearing that verse and Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. What do you think is probably the sermon or the Bible teaching going to be about? If you're looking at important words found in the text?
0: No, it's, it's probably, it's, probably going to be like commanded it's probably going to be a a sermon about like the importance of obeying god or something like that oh that's yeah to, i like that that's going to, that's going
1: to be my my uh
0: or maybe you if can he's tell fancy, Gandalf it's going to be about abundance. the fulfillment of promises
2: or something
1: oh yeah i like that yeah or what about the word circumcised you y'all don't, you don't mind me over yeah. here
2: like uh preparing sermon outlines off gandalf's ideas <laughs>
1: that's right that's that's pretty good
0: uh, well, it depends on what kind of church you're in, because I, I definitely uh, may have grown up in a couple churches that uh, may not have even said the word circumcised in, in some of like
1: church. Uh, yeah. Circumcised <laughs> is kind of a PG word. So so here's Cir- another question. Gandalf, if I were to ask you, looking at this, uh huh, there is a word here that only occurs one other time before this time. This is only its second usage in the whole Bible. And the first usage was in chapter 17. Do you know what it is? Oh, gosh. It it can't be. Is it? it, uh, No. Is it Isaac? No, because they've said his name. Yeah, but this is chapter 17. So it might surprise you. But this is one of the first references to the number eight in the whole Bible. And just like that, we became Sesame Street.
2: <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by the number eight. Today, and the concept of circumcision. Oh, yeah, um, that's right.
0: All right. So you got me on this one, Matt. I, is eight the Is eight the word that we're, yeah. we're going to be
1: concentrating in on? Uh, yes, that's the word. We're just going to focus oh, on boy. the Hebrew word. But it, not it's even what, the Hebrew word. We can think about the English word eight. All it's right.
2: it's one of those things that we're discussing though because like, you know, we 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 dive down some weird rabbit holes. Like if you ever if you're ever listening to the show and like this is weird, this is this is a lot to wrap my mind around. You have no idea what kind of rabbit holes we've gone through to like like we I'll, I'll end up watching some weird take on YouTube, you know, and and I'll watch it cuz I want to consider the view. Uh we'll we'll read different sources, different takes, you know, Jewish, Christian, a lot of stuff and it's it's just amazing how diversely people understand and have interpreted the bible over time right
1: yeah mm-hmm.
2: uh, now- and and this was this was one of those things we were talking about this this was not originally intended as an episode but i wanted to dedicate one to my brother so i wanted it to be one you know word. like a, a one word focus episode to spite him um uh and When you look at the different takes on on this verse and and the concept that we're
1: going to go into the eight days, it really, it highlights how differently people approach the Bible for meaning. Very true. Just as a reminder, Genesis 17, verse 12 is the only other usage of the word eight that precedes this usage. Genesis 17, Both in the concept of circumcision. That's right. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised, every male throughout your generations whether born in your house or bought with your money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring um interesting um so anyway there there is uh there there's a couple of things here now Nathan help me remember Ishmael was not circumcised on the 8th day he was circumcised yeah that's right he and Abraham were circumcised, but not on the eighth day. Isaac is the first one to be s- circumcised on the eighth day. correct. So like um, is a fair and reasonable question Gandalf to ask? uh why not why the eighth day? uh yeah, I guess so. I I guess I never really thought about it before. Now, like I guess if God does something arbitrarily. We've already discussed what that means. It's the will of the arbiter. And if you're mm-hmm. arbiter, you can just say whatever you want to say. And it's important because God said it. So there doesn't have to be a reason other than God wanting you to be a reason. We get that. But as we find so often in the scripture, the scripture, when you see certain things, it tends to be interacting with
0: somewhere else in the story. So are you, you going to tell me that uh, eight, eight days is like some kind of Chekhov's gun? Uh, is that what we're saying here? I think okay. So
1: uh, we're going to talk about some perspectives. Lean into the weird, Matt. Lean into. Yeah, I think it could. <laughs> I think it could be. But before we talk about what I think it is and Nathan thinks it is, or someone's going to their pastor with a question into. this week yeah. is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so there. This and I think Nathan and I are like minded about this, and we lean into a possible explanation of this, and it. It does seem beautiful. It brings the story together, but before we talk about our view, let's talk about a couple other views. Uh, I love, I love multi-view episodes. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Those are my favorite. So let's talk to our uh,
2: because if there's more than two views, I assume that even if I get the wrong one, I'm I'm in good company.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true. Let's talk to our Jewish expert, um, Nathan. What did Jews think about the eighth day? Well, Why? first
2: of all, many many uh, many Jewish people would. Question my qualifications as an expert on Judaism. I'm sure as a non Jewish person. That's right. Um, no, but and and the Jewish thing there's uh, again and it's it's approaches to scripture uh, like it, 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 the discussion I had with that rabbi one time where he said like Christians read for answers, Jews Jews read for questions. Yes, uh, I that's love that his quote. his uh, wording, not mine. Quote. And and so for for him and that conversation and and man, since then I've studied a lot more Jewish interpretation and sometimes uh like christians are like okay what is the stated belief what is the stated rationale and for jews they're like what's the connective logic what's what's the what's the implicit rationale what's the unstated thing that's assumed and connects these ideas um and so for for some jewish interpreters this uh interpreters not interpreters uh, for some oh, jewish is. interpreters this goes back to creation right mm mm-hmm. mhm uh so seven is uh is the number that immediately comes before eight. And when you think of seven biblically, you think of what, Gandalf? Uh the days of creation. All right. So here's the question from a Jewish perspective, is there one day in that mix that is particularly important or set apart from the other days?
1: Well, it's the, the Sabbath. Days. I mean, yes. Exactly yes. The ding ding okay. ding. I-, I was thinking too deeply. Seven.
2: And, and which day of the week is that? That's uh, Saturday. It's the last day of the Jewish week, right? Like from a, from a Christian perspective, this side of the resurrection, this was a big shift in the early centuries of the church. D.A. Carson uh, actually wrote a book on this called From Sabbath Day to Lord's Day about how uh, in, in light of the resurrection on the first day of the week. What, what a titanic shift from going from the end of the week to being, being your worship day to the beginning of the week. Uh, so for Jews for Jews the the end of the week rather than the beginning of the week was the culmination of activity right um mm-hmm. and, and so there's this vein of Jewish interpretation where you circumcise on the 8th day because by that time the, the newborn male has at least one sabbath under his belt
1: that is um, so
2: that is so interestingly jewish. jewish to me uh like i i was and I, I mean this with all due respect but it's 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 a right. very jewish interpretation because in a sense right. you have to be jewish before you can become jewish oh mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i mean that, i mean doesn't that capture it though um but but this is this is not um for the record this is not isolated to circumcision in in jewish understanding if you go to the book of leviticus uh in leviticus chapter 22 when it's outlining uh, acceptable offerings in verses 17 follow. following. If you scroll down to Leviticus, uh, Leviticus uh, 22, 27, it says, When an ox or sheep or goat is born, it shall remain seven days with its mother. And from the eighth day on, it shall be acceptable as a food offering to the Lord. In other words, it's got to go through one creation week cycle. It's got to pass through a Sabbath before it's an acceptable offering. Isn't that interesting? Hmm.
0: And so, is, so that, but it's kind of like a that seems kind of like a a chicken and egg kind of rationale to me, right? It's yeah. Because like, I because because I, I imagine that the sacrifice thing was born of the circumcision thing, or was it the other way around? Great question. Yeah. The, there, <laughs> uh,
2: there you go. Uh, uh, you, but but where, but where for both but for but for both of them, grounded in a creation logic that is assumed even if we, even when it's not stated. So interesting. If you kept going in Leviticus twenty-two, um, you wait eight days until you can offer it as a sac- sacrifice. But when you bring a sacrifice of thanksgiving, uh, you sacrifice it so that it may so that you may be accepted, and it has to be eaten on that day. What it has to be eaten on day one of a new week. Uh, mm-hmm. After, does that make sense? That's that's interesting things are relegated to its day and that's a very that's a very creation
1: order way of thinking um hmm. so it's, that's interesting it's so that's a very jewish interpretation that's in obviously informed by uh jewish thought and practice what's funny is so, i so go, the uh, go so ahead. the
0: simple answer the simple answer is why is a circumcised Why is a child circumcised on the eighth day? And the answer is well, because it's, it guarantees one Sabbath.
2: Yeah, you got to get yeah. a Sabbath under your. And and some you know some say like again, and uh, in, even in Leviticus, it, it uh, and I, I talked about this in a sermon uh, in here at Corinth uh, earlier in the summer. Um, the first instance of God being called the Lord who sanctifies you, Yahweh Mikodesh Kim, uh, also ties back to. Um, creation because the first time god is said to sanctify or consecrate anything is the sabbath so they they associate um passing through a sabbath with god's consecrating or sanctifying activity so it's it's almost like god preparing you to be covenantal mm. um you know um um anyway um and 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 you have uh, sources uh, rabbinic sources that go deeper or shallower on that concept of you know here's Here is something created from the spiritual realm in the image of God, but it's passing into a material existence. Again, I'm not going to go all the way down that rabbit hole, but to your point, you got to get a Sabbath under your belt before you can get a circumcision.
1: Hmm. Uh, And also to pull from other comments that Nathan has made earlier in the podcast, it's very Jewish to find later... uh, later jewish reasons and laws for uh earlier uh descriptions of behavior like, okay
0: i cuz i was about to ask the sabbath hadn't been established it had, yet so right
1: it had not been established through the law um it had been established through the god's order of design but it had not been instituted as a law but, but then this is a that very, very Jewish thing. Reading it back on the story,
2: yes, uh, we, and we've talked about that. This is a, this is a a philo. Like it's interesting that it uses as the Lord commanded. Uh, you know, in Genesis twenty one four, uh, the concept of sabah, the, the 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 word mitzvah or command will be taken from that. Um, God commanding, it's huge to them uh, in later interpretation that Abraham and the patriarchs obeyed the law before there was a law. And and you have a whole line of Jewish interpretation that the law itself is just extrapolated or unpacked from God's order in, in his initial creative activity. It's the covenantal unpacking of his creational design.
1: Of course, mm. that gets problematic, too, because Abraham is about to uh, majorly break with Jewish law by sending Ishmael his firstborn away from his less than favorite wife. Well that so, sounds that sounds like an episode for scandalous topics guy. Yeah, we'll, we <laughs> will, I'm probably, we'll I'm get probably there. sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, so it's, it's it comes as Gandalf does it come as any surprise that Jewish people when they're looking at this are using the Torah to come up with a reason for why things are the way they are. I mean, th-
2: Does it, that's their context. It seems perfectly
1: natural to me. Yeah.
2: And that's if you're Jewish, that's your Bible within the Bible.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I remember I was at a Bible study years ago and it was on, um, I believe, the Olivet Discourse, according to Luke, where it talks about men will faint because of what is coming on the earth. And the there was a dear sister that she's now with the Lord. But uh, I remember her sharing because the class was asked like, oh, what is this? What does this mean to you? Uh, and she said, Well, this con- confirms my suspicions all along that there will be extraterrestrial visitation in the future, that people are going to faint as we have these visitations, you know, from the things coming on the earth. Now I don't I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Now th- see, here's the thing. This 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 sister This lady genuinely loved Jesus. There's no question. But she clearly is letting her commitment to understanding ufology and all the mysteries of it inform her understanding of the scripture. She's riffing off of what is most familiar familiar to her. Now, that is a out there example, but it's interesting when you go to, for instance, this is from a Christian apologetics website bibleapologetics.com a quoting uh, a place called evidence for the bible this is a a dr mcmillan i can't remember his first name but this is what he writes and gandalf i want you to tell me what his context and this is it, not and this is not exclusive
2: to him i've heard what you're about to oh read yeah, several right. times before
1: i have too it's just um so anyway he writes for the reason for the eighth day, the human body has two blood clotting elements. One of them called is called vitamin K. Vitamin K is not formed in the body up until the fifth to the seventh day. And the second, the second clotting factor, which is essential, is called prothrombin. It's surprisingly late enough, develops to 30% normal by the third day of life. And after that peaks at 110% on the eighth day. Just before leveling off at 100% of normal. If vitamin K is not present when a baby boy is circumcised, the baby will bleed to death. The reason why Yahweh established day eight for circumcision is that vitamin K peaks in newborns or in a newborn at eight days of age. The eighth day is the optimum day for circumcision because of the highest presence of the clotting factor vitamin K. Today, when a baby Boys are circumcised within a couple of days of birth. They are administered vitamin K to help with blood clotting. And uh, Bible Apologetics goes on to say, How did Abraham and Moses decide on the eighth day? According to Dr. McMillan, Abraham did not the eighth day. After many centuries of trial and error experiments, neither he nor any of his company from the ancient city of Ur or the Chaldees ever had been circumcised well that's just incorrect but anyway that's beside the point uh it was the day picked by the creator of vitamin k interesting so gandalf Mm -hmm. hearing that explanation
2: today is brought to you by the concept of circumcision the number eight and vitamin k
1: (laughs) and the letter (laughs) k Um, (laughs) so okay what is his context if 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 my friends was uh you know 20th century ufology, and if our Jewish friends in the ancient day is the Torah or later Torah, what is Dr. McMillan's context?
0: Uh, his context is modern scientific thought-driven 21st century.
1: Yes, Western and context that that's exactly it. And and by the way, we, let us let's be fair here. Both of these explanations are. Or all three, including my friend talking about the Gospel of Luke. These are all three people who take the Bible seriously, and it is meaningful to them. Um, but you can see how interpretation can vary widely dependent upon context. is that and not just context? Am, am, I, am, but I, am it's I like right?
0: the go ahead? The the Uh not not just context, but like the systems that you deal with in your in your current day in your current context.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a rules of engagement type thing. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, hmm.
1: Yeah. So what's it, what's it, it's interesting. It, you've you've got one person saying ah you got to have a Sabbath, and you got another person saying no, it's vitamin K, and those seem like worlds apart.
2: Yeah, uh, but, you, it, but it, it is interesting because this is. This is something that will continue. Um, uh, a a big uh, like to draw the New Testament arc and to bring in the whole context thing. A mm-hmm. third thing that you hear, uh, and I've I've heard this in in Jewish context before, but also, uh, I, I excuse me, I've heard this in Christian context before, but but tapping into that Jewish Creation Week thing, mm-hmm. you know, in the in in the Christian faith uh, around Easter time, w- what do we have leading up to Easter? We 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 have this week that we call Holy Week, and we, we mm-hmm. attach significance to all these days, right? Maundy mm-hmm. Thursday, Good Friday, um, uh, many churches or, or faith traditions will even have a service every day of that week or shared services every day of that week um, leading up to Easter Sunday, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so Jesus dies and he's taken off the cross and buried just before Sabbath begins that evening. He spends Sabbath, the day of rest, in the tomb. And then and then he's resurrected on on Sunday morning, which for them is not the end of the week. again, it's the beginning of a new week so if if, if Holy Week starts with the previous Sunday with triumphal entry, when with does resurrection one. occur? yeah when then when does resurrection occur? The eighth day, the eighth day there ding 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 um, so
1: so is is that Jewish
2: is, or Christian or something else? I don't know well, um it's definitely early church. It's um, definitely early church, but but it, but it, it speaks to when when we interpret uh, inevitably when you're interpreting anything, whether it's the Constitution or the Bible, you come across a statement that is uh, that made perfect sense to the mind that authored it. Right. But you you have to you have to enter into this process of educated guessing at the rationale and assumptions behind that statement. Hmm. Um. And so, it's it's amazing, to Matt's point, it's amazing that some of the widest and wildest divergences in biblical interpretation, they're not usually happening. And this, I'm not saying interpretation doesn't matter. I spend way too much time looking into it for me to believe that. Interpretation does matter. But the widest points of divergence are not usually where one per- person takes the text seriously and another person is playing fast and loose with it on purpose. Right. Mm. It it usually comes from the rules of engagement and what the assumed context of what the text is speaking to or in which context the text is speaking uh, enters into discussion that, that, man, things can go in some pretty different directions.
1: Nathan, I want to speak to that. And uh, in fact, I think you both will be able to comment on this to to state maybe. Uh, Again, that, I'm not
2: saying all interpretations are created equal. Do not hear. that. Oh, I understand that. I understand that. But I remember
1: growing up. There was the, uh, the Bible as the inspired, authoritative, infallible word of God, which, by the way, I, I believe those things. Uh, I'm not denying that at all. But it was amazing uh, how we understood that our interpretation, even though we would not have called our interpretation authoritative. To me, if somebody was taking a different view, it's because they didn't believe the Bible. And it was that's how it was taught. It's like, well, they don't take the Bible seriously, and we do. And it's, I think, Nathan, your comment is helpful here, is that the older I get, the more I've been exposed to other interpretations of people that are deeply devoted to Christ and are taking the Bible seriously, but they're coming up with a different term interpretation. And like you, I'm not saying they're all created equal, but that's one of the things I've had to learn. Just because somebody disagrees with you doesn't mean they're paying, playing fast and loose. Could be they they have just a different context.
0: Hmm. And I'm sure the, it, once uh, future theologians dig up this podcast, they'll probably say the same thing about us right now.
1: Can and you I, be- w-
2: w- one more comment on can this. Can you believe what say, these guys were putting out there? Can, so can it's- you believe
1: how they interpreted Ham? Right. What what is interesting is I did I do think this guy can out you of believe control. how
2: fast they went through the Bible? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> said oh, that's funny.
1: said no one ever. <laughs> yeah, well, ever's a long time, but anyway, another thing that I think just from church history that just got honestly a little out of control is trying to see way too much allegory in the narrative of Scripture everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, and so like this has happened in history. Like, it's not beyond me for instance that the reason that 8 days is mentioned is just because God wanted it to be the 8th day and it doesn't have anything to do with new creation maybe it does it seems to me the 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 explanation i like the best is the the first day of new creation the first day of resurrection and how but, Isaac is the son of the covenant like I, I i love that how however you know even if i'm wrong on that
2: I, but uh, i mean I, again you have you have so many things to, to Matt's point. You have people saying, oh, this is because Jesus appeared eight times after his resurrection. This is because right. that uh, when you add up the numerical value in the letters of Jesus's name, it adds up to 888. Uh, right. This is this is because God saved eight people on the ark right, uh, to have a new beginning for mankind. Um so you know I was
0: we're lots gonna get to, reasons we're gonna get to heaven and ask guy why was it the eighth day and he's just gonna be like i I just let the baby rest for a little bit I guess uh, <laughs> just were like Vit- vitamin K obviously he's like you see vitamin k gets to hundred thirty
2: percent on the eighth day <laughs> uh
1: yeah
2: I'm changing all of my internet passwords to vitamin K I just love this, that. Is... this...
1: Oh, my well, goodness. well, well, this, we, we,
0: we've we heard from these different perspectives, all of which are taking the Bible seriously. And you know who else takes the Bible seriously. That's right. The Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast, the show you're listening to right now. In fact, you, you're listening to what probably is going to be end up being the longest episode, which right. Nathan is a part of. So you are culpable, Nathan. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> but if you want uh, to keep getting uh, new episodes every Tuesday morning as we continue to step through the biblical narrative please hit the subscribe button, the like button, the plus mark, the check box whatever that looks like on your platform of choice, we support Google, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even if you're on a third party platform, we support you too, remember only four episodes remain until the some back end stuff is changing, make sure you're still subscribed after that episode but until then You guys have a great week and we will be back next Tuesday morning as we continue to discuss the greatest narrative. Have a good one. See you next time.
1: Shalom.